crying when Optimus Prime died. Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode. Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower, so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No, different podcast. This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! And Knowing is Half the Podcast. People of Earth, especially my omelet hombres, my hash brown homies, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope. My guests today are Kimberly and Katie from the A Date with Dateline podcast, where they delve into episodes of Dateline in both hilarious and informative ways. But next, is that all that Kimberly and Katie do? A close friend dropped a bombshell. I heard they were always, like, involved in another project, too. But what other project could he have been referring to? Could it be their other podcast about the Great British Baking Show, A Date with the Bake? Thanks, Dateline Guy. So we will talk about all that, all of those podcasts, and more, because we've got Kimberly and Katie today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. I don't know. I tried to do a Dateline voice in there, guys. That was really good. Okay, cool. Okay, good. That was impressive. I thought it was Keith Morrison. Oh, nice. Very good. (laughs) It was. Keith, you can go now. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Keith. Talk to you later. $10. That's all we We, needed. We we agreed on $10. Thank you. Here's your 50. Uh, (laughs) Ted. He's a cheap date. Kimberly and Katie, welcome to The Breakfast Show. Thank you for having us. Yes. I was introduced to your podcast, A Date with Dateline, by a mutual friend, and I have to say... It is one of my go-to podcasts now. You both will watch an episode of Dateline, and in a hilarious and you know very informative way. Also, you break down that episode down to the what I call the granular level, like what we do with breakfast here on this show. Uh, <laughs> how did the show come to be? What was the origin of it? I've never heard the word informative. <laughs> and I was just going to say, if we're talking uh, about breakfast, shouldn't it be the grain your lure level? Because it's, breakfast grains, right? Oh my that, God. That's, that's 100% correct. Yeah. That was, that was free. So it's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. All of my fellow pun haters out there just turned off. Sorry. Um, uh, we got started because Kimberly is probably the only person in the world that I could sit in a seven hour car ride back from Las Vegas with, and she could tell me the entire plot of a, a lifetime movie, lifetime original movie, the entire thing from top to bottom in detail, starring Yasmin Bleeth. And I would be so enraptured because the way Kimberly recaps things, I feel like I'm watching it. And I thought that that might translate pretty well into a podcast. And she also happened to be a huge fan of Dateline. And I'd seen some, but not as many. So it just seemed, it just seemed right. Just seemed right. Yeah. I, Dateline is one of those shows where I often, and my wife, we go to bed watching an episode of Dateline. 
Yeah. Uh, what mm-hmm. I love about your podcast, though, is, you know, I'm kind of a night owl. So when I'm up late at night, a date with Dateline is one of my go to podcasts that I listen to late at night. And the difference between doing that and watching an episode right before I go to bed is I don't have nightmares when I <laughs> when I'm listening to your podcast because I'm, I'm kind of laughing and uh Getting all this little information, whereas if I'm uh, I'm watching Dateline as I go to sleep, that often is incorporated into my dreams, and so I've started that trying. That is our new tagline for the show: is we won't give you nightmares. Thank you. Well, you're, that's you, good. That, that's a free one for you guys. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Some people out there might may already have their own podcast or thinking about. Um, starting a podcast are there some things that you would recommend to someone who's kind of interested in starting like where do you where do you start google the old goog um as kimberly would say mm-hmm. old old goog no, um, i've switched to give it a jeeves give it a okay give it a jeeves yeah um so i didn't know anything and i was sort of for some reason tasked with doing the technical end of us <laughs> getting started but all the information it's I'm going to say this, it's simpler than people think. I think it seems like it would be a lot of work and that, you know, you'd need a producer and all of these things right off the bat. We've, I mean, we've had just us for the first couple years of our podcast. And it's been, I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. It just takes a little bit of figuring out, you know, what kind of microphone to get, how to get the podcast broadcast to all of the different streaming services, which really now um, things are set up that you uh, hosting sites are set up that they, they stream you everywhere on Spotify, you know, on Apple podcasts. Um, So it's pretty self-explanatory, but I would say just don't be intimidated by it. That would be my advice. It's easier than you think it is once you get started with it. And then get yourself a good editing software, get an Adobe Audition or something like that so that you can make yourself sound the way you like podcasts to sound. That would be my suggestion. If you invest the time to have a decent mic and to make it sound good, it's such a, because you can have such a funny podcast, but if you're constantly hearing like, strange noises or the sounds going in and out it just like it's hard to to get excited about it i think oh yeah and we were right there we had definitely some trial and error we have a few episodes where definitely one or the other or both of us sound like we're in a tunnel so that's cute um but that's early on you know (laughs) you do um but yeah investing in a few key things like i said like some sort of editing software that helps you um and then a good microphone are probably, I would say, the two most important things, or a decent microphone, you know, yeah. with a pop screen, things that you don't think you need, but, you know, might right. be helpful. And we have like five episodes that we've never aired. They're the lost episodes. Because they sound like we're underwater. They sound like we're in the ocean recording. It's it's real bad. Interesting. Have you ever thought about maybe going to one of those uh, underwater ambient sounds websites and just uploading it onto there. And then people might be looking for something that sounds like they're underwater as they go to sleep. And then they. That's a just, great idea. I'm writing that down. Yeah. yeah. So, there we go. I love it. It's okay. uh, the, the site I know is called Underwatts, uh, which oh. is a fun term for water. Underwatts.com. <laughs> that's something um, else I feel yeah. like. I feel uh, like that's definitely something else. Underwatts.com. Okay. It, I believe that might be actually a .biz. I'm not sure. Dot <laughs> <it. You left laughs> it. Dot gov. Okay. Yep. Understood. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, this is uh, fun to have you guys on because I've, uh, one other time I had a podcaster on. This is you guys are probably the biggest podcast I've had on. Uh, what was that like? Because I know that you got some attention from actually the Dateline people. I'm sure it was flattering, but was it kind of nerve wracking when you saw them reacting to you? I think it was first over Instagram or Twitter and I got a private message that just said, hello there, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, and then it said like, who are you? What's oh. the deal? Oh, so they're asking you this question. Now, did you think it was, I mean, because if that happened to me, I'd be like, this is fake. So bye. You know what I mean? I wouldn't believe them until they kept. No, it was like the real checked, blue checked certified dateline. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I probably peed a little. Oh, uh, <laughs> but they've been just so nice to us. They've invited us to private screening events. They uh, have agreed to let us interview all the hosts. They've just like gone up so above and beyond. And also Josh Mankiewicz specifically has been really great about talking to us. Um, he and Kimberly have what I refer to as a very special relationship. Um, <laughs> that sounds bad. It's it not sounds meant, really bad. It's no. not meant to sound bad. They're they're good pals. We're buds. And um, on Twitter, and so and in real life, and so I would say that he he'll come on occasionally and do interviews with us and stuff. He's been very forthcoming, and all the hosts have just been really nice. We actually got thank you cards from Dennis for a gift we sent that are um, from Dennis Murphy, which is yeah. my most prized possession at this point <laughs> in my life. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, it's proved to you that I listened to your show. I, I took like the, you know, you guys talked about the other day, the Florida man challenge. I took the Florida man challenge oh, where you, where you look tell. up your own. Uh, okay. So this is my, this is what I found. One of them yeah. was, okay. So you look up Florida man and your birthday. That's the challenge, right? And then yeah. up will pop up the weird thing that a Florida man did on your birthday. Yeah. Uh, Florida man encases self in concrete outside of governor's mansion. That's a good one. Yeah. I was a little unhappy with mine. Like, I didn't feel like it was that great. That's a really good one. There was another one that was really disturbing. I was like, I'm not going to read that one on the air. Wait, Uh, was there a picture of him encased in how I looked his like arms and face out? How did it? I looked for it and there was no picture. It sounded like he had two giant, giant plastic drums. No. uh, And had PVC pipes and he had them horizontally. And had PVC pipes sticking out, and he just grabbed the two PVC pipes in the drums and, like, put the concrete. So it was basically his two arms are in the concrete things. I think that's what it was. So he basically just went to Home Depot, got the big buckets, and was <laughs> just checked out. And they were like, oh, he's doing a home improvement project. Little yeah. did they know at Home mm-hmm. Depot. And they had, to, they had to use a jackhammer to get his Stop it. Out. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> that's More kind of that. like when your arm is in a cast and they're cutting the cast off that's a terrifying moment when the yeah. jackhammer gets a little bit too close to your skin oh man i wish there was video of it because i would definitely post that uh oh yeah really weird um <clears throat> anyway i did that flat floor the, the fact that there's no video shows you that they don't even bat an eye at that sort of stuff at, in florida anymore yeah, yeah they're like boring yeah <laughs> oh, god another encasing uh <laughs> Kids, you got to bring me more than encasing stories. This is Florida. (laughs) This is Florida, see? (laughs) Well, another thing that you guys talk about, one of your segments you have on uh, A Date with Dateline is what you call B-roll. And, you know, some of our listeners may not know what B-roll is. Maybe we can describe, like, kind of what B-roll is and the purpose of it in a show. 
Mm. So it's like the footage of some, well, on Dateline specifically, it's usually footage of someone walking by a body of water or staring pensively out the window whilst drinking a cup of coffee. We call that the Folgers moment B-roll. Right. And over the footage, you'll hear a voiceover of the host or someone else talking. So it's like secondary footage that helps move the story or gives you something visually to look at while they're talking about something. Right. So the A-roll, they don't call it A-roll, I don't think, um, would be, you know, you seeing an interview with someone or people directly talking. Uh, B-roll would be like they're showing a picture of them zooming in slowly on a camera that somebody or or a telephone that that was used Mm -hmm. in some crime. Or they're showing like an establishing shot of the outside of someone's neighborhood or some going over a wooded area or something like that where you're right, somebody else may be talking over it. And Dateline has very specific ones they do, like the ones I've mentioned. They also do a, a lot of people driving. So we'll we'll meet someone, we'll hear them talk, and then as they're talking or the host is describing their relationship to the victim, we'll see them driving. But Dateline does it in a very specific way because they will you'll see them driving from the passenger seat. Then you'll see them driving from the back seat, like the cameraman gets in the back seat. Then sometimes they zoom in to the rear view mirror and you'll see their face in the rear view mirror. And then sometimes they put the camera like where the um, odometer is and you'll see the, an upshot like up their nose. Um, oh, wow. That's unfortunate. That's yeah. Unfortunate so, but one. they'll give us all like four or five of those in pose- in quick succession of to see, oh, they're driving. Um and then what's the other one is um, people that knew the victim looking through loose leaf photos. It drives me crazy because put your photos in an album, but they're just like a loose leaf photo spread out over a table. Right. There's two kinds of people in this world. People that keep their photos in a shoebox like yours truly. And then people that put the, take the time to put their photos in albums. So you can base a lot on the type of person they are by how they have their photos. In their Dateline B-roll. Yes. And so we have um, date with Dateline bingo cards. So we have like 30 bingo cards. So you can pick different ones and rotate it, play with your whole family. And we have all the different kinds of B-roll on there. So you mark it off as you see it. Oh, interesting. I So one of the first acting gigs I ever did before I had like speaking parts on a TV show uh, was on a show. I don't know if you ever heard of a show called North Mission Road. Uh, it used to be on what was Court TV and then True TV. And oh, Court TV. Yeah. Mm. So North Mission Road, Mission North Mission Road is where at least used to be the L.A. Coroner's Department was. So oh. it was all shows uh, where the crime was solved by the coroner. So mm. like Quincy or Bones, but uh, in real life, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was actually my first job. It was literally B-roll of uh, a man had murdered his wife i believe or someone had murdered this man's wife and uh and then to uh, with with a piano wire and then just threw them on the train tracks because you know when the train runs over someone it gets rid of all the evidence (laughs) sure sure Um, naturally so i was in this b-roll where they said um the husband intimated it could have been a a garden worker working on the tree in the backyard. And it was just B-roll of me with one of those wires that people use to cut branches, just two inches away from the, <laughs> from the camera, 
working with one of those wires back and forth. Looking like, menacingly? <laughs> looking menacingly. Yeah. Yeah. And then what tur- were you wearing? Were you wearing like some sort of bandana around your neck? Were you like in a hat like to block you from the sun? I just out of curiosity. Just, what? um, it was just no hat. It was just like kind of a green uh, dicky shirt, I believe, mm-hmm. with a T-shirt underneath. And, and that was it, really. See, um, so you were – so we also do a second show on Fridays called A Double Date with Dateline. And those are usually ID network shows, okay. crime shows. And they have reenactments, and or we call them reenactments um, right. because they're reenimagining acting yep. actors. And you were one of them. And Katie is fascinated always by the wardrobe choices that they put these actors in. It was because very... I know that a majority of the time this is going to be an actor's own clothing situation. Right. So I'm always curious and trying to spot it. That's my Yeah. If I remember right, it was life. like some kind of dicky shirt, just very simple. They didn't do too much and white t shirt underneath. Um and then, you know, just in case you're curious, it turns out that, you know, uh he had used the piano wire to kill his wife. And then they went to his piano and there was one piano wire missing. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> hmm. So you were not the murderer. You I was were not. just a suspect. Yeah. The I'm guy made up this that. story about, <laughs> like, yeah. maybe it was the guy, you know, working in the backyard on the tree. You know, I don't know who he was. He was here for one day and then he's gone, you know. Oh. Just some guy. That just, just comes yeah, around I don't even think it was a real guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. A phantom gardener. Like, not even getting paid. You were a ghost. No, a it's ghost to the kindness of his heart. He liked right. the garden. He must have been working for some botanist. He was just taking samples of branches from my tree. (laughs) Oh, for goodness sakes. That's great. And then we're all laughing at the killer. And then when it happens two towns over and there's another botanist that comes, they're like, oh, my God, he was telling the truth. We have to let him out of jail now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should have bought that story. Uh, (laughs) So, Kimberly. You used to work with, uh, and this kind of blew me away, you worked uh, for a long time with Gary Marshall as an assistant. Yes, I did. Um, that, I mean, what a legend. Legend. Oh, I, really? I mean, I don't know. what. I, there's nothing else I would call him other than a legend or just one of the funniest guys ever. Um, what What do you take away from that experience? What? Um, that you don't have to be mean to get ahead in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He his brand was being nice, and he really was nice. He had a little thing stitched outside his office that said "Nice Matters," and it does. But also, he just his his advice to me was always: um, don't get too focused on one project. Throw as much pasta against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So he constantly had. He was writing a book. He was working on a TV show. He was acting. He was trying to get a movie off the ground for him to direct, like constantly working on a bunch of different projects that he never rested. Yeah. I think that's I like what a great uh, legacy to leave behind. And I mean, such a giant, just a massive amount of uh, amazing work that that was done by him and with him. So. Uh, it's really cool to hear that he he was you know lived up to that nice uh, moniker that everyone said that he was you know so. yeah I always said he was like a grandpa to me so he was yeah it was very special the whole family is just amazing and you're lucky if you get to be part of their family yeah and I still kind of am so um, it's nice 
Well, Katie, I know that you used to work in wardrobe. What What is the proper term for it? The Is it wardrobe? Costuming? Yeah. I called it all sorts of things. It okay. depended on what the budget was. But if yeah. it was a small budget, I'd say you're saying I'm the, the stylist on set or the on set stylist because that means I'm working with people, actors own clothing. Okay. So and if it's a bigger budget, then it's, you know, I've been costume designer to um you know, I don't know, onset costume or all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of different terms. It's all wardrobe. It's okay. all clothes. Yeah. Well, l- let me tell you a wardrobe story, and then I want to see me. how you would have done with this. Okay. <laughs> so, or a scenario when you're okay, fitting when you're fitting the pants, where do you make the pants land? Because as a guy with a bit of a big belly, like. I like the top of my pants to be like, you know, under my belly, right? But then sometimes Correct. when they do the fittings, they want the top of your pants to be right at your belly button, which is like that's, you know, like what people that don't have no. bellies do, right? So That's Okay. Mm, yeah, I because, have, Katie's not equipped to answer this. I, I am absolutely equipped. To, I, I am a, equipped to answer this. I'm ready I have with a an big answer. belly, and if I put my pants at belly button level within taking 5 steps, it has gone down. To below my belly. Thank you. Yeah, well, because during a fitting, they're like, oh, your pants have to fit at your belly button. And so while they're while she's fitting me, like right in front, measuring my pants, my pants fell down three times. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> like this is like oh my gosh. any you know what I mean? Yeah. This is not a me too situation. Right. I mean, there's nothing I could do. I mean, unless I sit there and like just press my belly out the entire time, which is very uncomfortable and unsustainable. Let me ask you a question. Was this a period piece? It was not. It was modern day. Okay. So here's, this is just, I think, just the difference between stylists, right? Like what I would do is the first question I would ask you is where do you wear your pants normally? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not used to wearing them at that level, it's not, and you're not asking to wear them at that level as a character choice or the director yeah. isn't telling me that, you know, this is L.A. confidential and all the pants need to be high. Like we're looking yeah. at 1930s, 1940s. Like, I mean, I think the I think it's the most natural for you to wear them where you wear them yeah. in real life. OK, that's I was making interesting because <laughs> I no. ended up having to wear them at my belly button the entire time. So I had to do that thing where I was pushing my belly out the oh. whole time. Yeah. So it was like Whoa. and the whole time I'm just like, oh, God, don't don't inhale because were you what playing if a cop? I was playing a uh, gate agent like at the airport. So mm. I still don't feel like that necessitates mm. it. I feel like there's a couple things that may be, but mm. Those pants were unflattering on everyone, I feel like. Yeah. Anyone who has to work at the airport, I feel like the pants are not flattering. Let me ask you another question. Did you Mm -hmm. get to wave the wand if you were a gate agent or were you checking passport? What was your role? It was more like, I'm sorry, first class passengers, you guys may enter now. Uh, If you don't have one of those, you need to go over to the gate. You know, one of those type deals. Did you have a jacket on? Yeah. Do you have a jacket buttoned? So why in the world would it matter where your uh, pants fell? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. Interesting. I'm yeah. curious. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. No. <laughs> I feel like Brent has been holding on to this for a very long time, and Katie has just made the hurt go away. Yes. Did right. I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm like Bake Off. I made Ch- the hurt go away. You're you're changing lives right now, specifically I'm, mine. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, good. Well, thank you for that. Uh, it makes me feel better. <laughs> good, good. My work here is done. I feel great. Uh, before we go any further, we had breakfast from Victory Cafe. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, something I thought you might find interesting, even though it appears to be a typical cafe, they spell the cafe with two F's. Which yeah, is, I noticed that. Yeah, which is the Italian spelling of coffee instead of cafe, which is one F, uh, which is, you know, the oh. small place for selling meals. I found that I thought that was kind of a fun little like maybe play on words that they were doing or maybe an unintentionally play on words. Was it from Annie Hall? Does, do you remember in Annie Hall? He says, I, I love you. I love you. Love with two Fs. It's a, Possibly. It's a, it's a line that uh, Woody Allen says to Diane Keaton. I'd be impressed. Uh, let's just say that's what it is. Yeah. That's okay. a deep dive. I would let's be go. very impressed. Yeah. Let's go the with that. Annie Hall themed Victory Cafe. <laughs> There's ne- nary an Annie Hall sign on the wall, though. Not no, one poster. Nothing that would lead you to believe yeah. that. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> It is uh, in Van Nuys across from the DMV, so you get a great view of how crazy the scene at the DMV is right now with all the tents mm-hmm. and those type of deals. Uh, I had the spicy sausage scrambled, not scramble, scrambled, the spicy sausage scrambled. Uh, I don't know if that's intentional or not intentional, but oh. I find it delightful. Spicy sausage yeah. scrambled, uh, which was scrambled eggs, uh, organic chicken sausage, jalapenos, breakfast potatoes, and I got the extra extra avocado which is like a dollar or something and i think they there put an go. entire sliced avocado on top so i feel like i got my uh money's worth there big pimpin um, win yeah. win <laughs> uh katie you had the salmon bagel sandwich how was that i did i also had a banana nut muffin yes. um which i finished today because i saved it because i don't cool. get muffins a lot and so i was very excited <laughs> so i saved half of it um how, how was but it it was honestly probably the best bagel sandwich i've ever had and really to boot, the customer service at that place, those guys are the nicest gentlemen that um, that take your order. And then and they made like a little joke with me when I placed my order. They were like, it'll be nine. It'll be 10 minutes, nine and a half minutes, nine and a half. And I was like, OK. And then when I showed up, they're like, we told you nine and a half minutes. <laughs> well, it was just really sweet. And then they gave me a coupon and like you could tell that they took pride in their food. And it, it so showed because it was really good. Yeah, they're really nice. They're they're very accommodating. They, you know, you can tell that they appreciate um, mm-hmm. the the business. And I, so I really like to to go to places like that and, and you know and, and spread the word so they can keep I'll going. I'll be back. You know? It was so fresh and good, like yeah. just perfect. Really, really good. What kind of spread did you get on your uh, bagel? Oh, so no, it was like, so the sandwich had capers and cucumbers and spinach and red onion. And then there was just a cream cheese spread, but I got that everything bagel. So I got, you know, the sesame seed and the onion, whatever. And then really thick salmon. See, they didn't skimp on the locks. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm just not, it's a big deal for me. Like I really, I'm into a good salmon bagel and it was, it was perfect. Like I said, every bite was good. And I like that. It's nice when they don't skimp on the salmon because they seem to charge you the same amount no matter how thick the salmon is. So Right. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, and I think I actually did have avocado on mine. Okay. I can't. I did. There was avocado in it too. It was like, I mean, they knew what they were doing. And right. then also um, the the bagel was really fresh. I don't like a stale. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. two-day-old bagel. No. Yep. It was a today bagel. I like that. Uh, Kimberly, you had the vegan burrito. Yes. How was that? It was good. It was very good. I did add potatoes and there were not a lot of potatoes. There was a lot of kale. I would have swapped the amounts of the kale and the potato, but it was very good. And it came with this sauce, this like chipotle sauce that I am now rationing by dipping (laughs) like 
the tiniest minuscule amount on everything I eat. Wow. So wow. I will be holding on to that. For, I'm hoping I can make it last a week. It's one of those little side things that you would get like ketchup in. And so if you I can should make call that them. a week, I will be, yeah, maybe they'll sell it to me in like a jug. They might. I bet you they would. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, we all enjoyed Victory Cafe. We're all going to go back there. And thank you for uh, enjoying those meals separately, but together with me for breakfast. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Delicious. Kimberly and Katie, before we get out of here, thank you so much. I have to get three last minute recommendations from you guys. Here we go. What is your guilty pleasure show or movie that you watch? Um, don't watch my guilty pleasure show, which is Toddlers and Tiaras. Don't, because it's it scars your soul. So yeah. don't do that. Don't. Um, unless you like need to do a character study on how to be a, a toddler in a tiara. Um, and then, which I don't see for you. I could be wrong. I don't look, know. My, um, look, my here's the deal. That show scares me. Um, also, my uh, cousin in the Philippines, her her uh, daughter does those toddlers and tiara things. And then sometimes she'll tag me in the photos. I'm like, don't, what? Don't, <laughs> no, don't do no. that. that. What are you doing? Stop tagging. No, yeah, that's stop tagging bad. me. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But my also in the guilty. comment section, you're just like, I'm the uncle. I swear. I'm the uncle. <laughs> not some creepy guy that's just being tagged. <laughs> Thank you. Oh that's my gosh. Right. That's not good. But my, also, good. my other guilty pleasure would be right now. Schitt's Creek. I could watch that on repeat oh, forever. Man. Such a great show. It's so yeah. well done. Love yeah. it. I've been binge watching um, Bob's Burgers, King of the Hill, and which I already know both the shows by heart. Um, and this one's a little embarrassing, King of Queens. I got a bad rap. People made a lot of fun of that show, but I, I actually know. enjoy it. It's one that it's it comes on at like I think eleven or eleven thirty, like right after the news. And mm-hmm. I'll watch like three or four episodes right in a row, and it's it's fine. I, I yeah. look, you got Jerry Stiller on there, so it can't and. Gosh, I can't remember. What's her name? Uh, Leah Remini. Yeah. Leah she's Remini great. is great. You know, and Kevin yeah, James, look, fun. Kevin James is funny too. It's it's a good cast. It's it's your standard, you know, it's nothing like groundbreaking, but it is entertaining, especially if you're like up it's at like It's very 11. comforting like yeah. to just binge out in front of the TV and eat a lot of chips and dip right. and popcorn. Or popcorn. Um, but then we go through phases. Both Katie and I like do rotations. Like yeah. we'll start making references on the podcast and I just look at her and I'm like, you're rewatching The Office again, aren't you? Or then I'll make some references and she'll be like, you're rewatching Arrested Development, aren't you? So yeah. I just finished rewatching The American Office. Uh, so that's over now, Kimberly. So we're moving. We're moving on. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to the to the Dunder Mifflin building out here in uh, like Van Nuys? Yes, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. One of my friends just bought a house, and uh, you can see the back of the Dunder Mifflin building from her front porch. Which that's to me amazing, is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of fun. I like that. Right. Yeah. What is the hidden gem movie or show that that you love that people may not know? I have a lot from my childhood. What Clue? We're both obsessed with Clue, but I don't feel like that's much a hidden gem anymore. Um, it's my wife's favorite movie, Clue. Good. Okay. Oh, good. Um, awesome. Troop Beverly Hills was another one. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But one movie that I always loved, and no one ever seems to know what it is. It's it's called Dick, um, but it's about Richard. So Dixon. good. Oh no, and, love that movie. Okay. Uh, 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 it's Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst and, and Michelle and Williams. And Michelle Williams, and, and it's great. Will Ferrell. It's really, really funny and really smart. And Dan Hedaya plays Richard Nixon. And there's a slightly chunky um, Ryan Reynolds in that movie playing yes. the dumb guy that's washing the car. 
Yes. You got one, Katie? Oh, yeah. I would say I watch a lot of British stuff because I'm kind of an Anglophile. So I would say if people haven't checked out Peep Show, it's probably time um, with David Mitchell and Robert Webb or anything with David Mitchell and Robert Webb, the comedy duo. And then the Big Fat Quiz of the Year is um, something that they do on Channel 4 over there that is hilarious it's a it's a giant trivia show that they do i think once or twice a year um and it's so fun because they just have comedians on sort of competing for nothing but answering sort of trivia of what's happened in the prior year or sometimes they'll have decade shows it'll be the prior decade but they are all on youtube right now and they are it's delightful and they're long so it's like if you just want something on it's fun and it's a good way to get to get to know like who's popular in Brit- in British comedy. Uh, last one, what is your spirit animal show or movie? Yeah, maybe Clue for me or Arrested Development, I feel like. Okay. Oh, no, no a- Golden Girls. Well, I had already thought about this. Why am I second oh, guessing? Oh, yeah, Golden Girls. Golden yeah. Girls is my spirit animal show for sure. Nice. Because and spirit I'm, animal I'm character- characters combined yeah. into one except Blanche. Okay. And I should be more... You're going to get Blanche. You're just not there yet. You're just haven't arrived at that stage in your life yet. Um, Also, sorry, spirit animal character is hands down Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Moira Rose. Yeah, that is, I am headed there. It's coming. Yeah. (laughs) Headed there. Yeah, I know. I don't even know. Yeah. I was trying to make myself appear younger, Kimberly. Stop blowing my cover. I'm I'm 23 in case anyone wants to know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Well, thank you for those recommendations. Those are all amazing. Oh, oh, you know, I was going to tell you yeah, before, before we move on. I actually did. It was one of the most fun things I did. Uh, a stage production out here at a very small theater that no longer exists uh, of I, Clue. And I got to play Colonel Mustard. And that was just oh, like the, fun. the I most fun. I am so fun. jealous. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Mrs. Peacock was a man? No, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> How fun is that? Amazing. Was it a dinner theater? No, it was just like a regular theater. It was this tiny little theater called the Hollywood Fight Club Theater, which... Uh, <laughs> Love it. Yeah, um, it was fun. And, oh, that uh, sounds like shout a out the lines? What's that? Did people shout out the lines? Sometimes they did. You know, you had people in the... You could see people... I could see people in the crowd being like, you know, following along with the flames... Please. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was she good? Was the actress? I mean, because that's hard. You, I mean, you're you're playing basically Madeline Kahn. What do you? How do you? She how? was. She was really good. She was really she good. She was okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and Mrs. Peacock was played by. If you guys you know read YA books at all, which I do sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, an author named Lee Bardugo. Lee Bardugo's books are great, and they're making a TV show out of one of her series of books now but she actually played mrs peacock back in the day when she was acting and now she's like this famous ya author oh how fun good for her yeah Yeah. i would imagine the actor doing the tim curry part would be very sweaty by the end of the night oh that's a crazy part to do live because you're just running around the entire time yeah yeah Um, the energy level you have to stay at a 12 the whole time so many lines yeah and of course, oh, we had to so do. Many. You had to do all the endings. You know, that you was my question. The, okay, you yeah. did all the. Oh my! See, I feel like this would be amazing dinner theater. Oh, so this should fun. be. This is a thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark well, KT. That's it. Mark Mark KT and Kimberly. We sometimes come up with is, ideas, <laughs> and we need Katie to trademark comes up with them, ideas and then instantly trademarks them, even Just though no case, one wants them. Even though I have zero trademarks on Clue, so maybe nice. um, a question for lawyers. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
again, I'm such a big fan of your of your shows and of you guys. You're so funny and uh, entertaining. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you so um, much. If you would like to get more info on The Breakfast Show, such as pics of Kimberly and Katie and I enjoying our breakfast from Victory Cafe, here's what you do. <laughs> Go to the brand new Brent Pope website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it, a breakfast merch store with a bunch of fun stuff, shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, perfect for the holidays, which are right around the corner. People of Earth, I bring you this show for free, but it's not free to make the show. So help us keep this going by picking up something from the breakfast store, you will be glad that you did. You can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow if you have a breakfast question, ask away. And make sure you also follow my Facebook actor page. If you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. Breakfast is being joined all over the United States and in over 30 countries, over six continents. And trust me, my bacon brigade, my pancake peeps, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all this breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciate. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Katie and Kimberly, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? We have episodes coming out um, on Wednesdays, which is our a date with... Dateline, classic Dateline episodes. On Fridays, on and off, we have a double date with Dateline, which is usually an ID network true crime show. And we also have a date with The Bake, which is our second season only of that show. Um, And you can find all of those wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find us on social media, uh, Date Dateline on Instagram and Twitter and um, on Facebook as well. And Date, uh, date with the bake is our new Instagram account for that show. Excellent. And our website is a date with dateline.com. Well, thank you again so much. This has been a really fun episode and I had fun discussing all these weird things with you that I knew that you guys would be into. So yes, I was into that. <laughs> when you think weird. Yeah, that seems right. Thank Those you so much for having too. us. Thank Absolutely. you very much. We had a blast. And with that, we put another first date-worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.